cab fever can just be real. Like, it's insanely real. But hopefully everybody's being safe uh, out spoiled, there. You spoiled my title. Hey. <laughs> yeah, no, no, but uh, no, it's really, you got to be, you got to be really comfortable with yourself to make it through yeah. these trying times. Or yeah, whatever. I mean, granted, I have the advantage of being able to still go to work, as do you. Yep. So, like, you still Definitely. have uh, another lot of human interaction. But even then, this doesn't, you know, the only thing I'm really upset about is I can't go to the gym like I want to. That's, right. like, really, that's it. And with me having the title as an essential employee, borderline insult to what you do, obviously, <laughs> because people will just lose their stuff if they can't get their phone fixed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's not really an essential because there was a time without it. Yeah. There was a time without firefighters and the world burned that's what that was very true very true make sure you guys support your local watering holes your local restaurants not these franchises like imrcf is still one of our spots right there they got such a good base that even during these times it doesn't seem like at least they don't make it appear like they're losing money and things are still going to be going ahead as forward like normal as normal can be with imrcf.com shout out to my man low Hope you're going, doing good through this quarantine. Lo, if, if you're hearing me, man, we can start doing Tai Chi in the park if you want. Six feet apart. Stuff. Six feet apart. It's six feet apart. That's slow motion karate, baby, scaring everybody. That's what I'm talking about. Shout out to Game Time. Hopefully they get, they stay back in business. I know that, uh, Darren just had a birthday. Shout out to him and everybody over there. How we winning, man? What you got for me? The impossible only takes a little bit longer to achieve. It's doable. Every, almost everything is doable, yeah. but sometimes it takes a little bit longer. You're introduced to the Impossible Burger. I don't know why. I was, I was the Impossible say, Burger was just fine. You know what? It's uh. Have you ever seen anything created for social reasons only? <laughs> like, what do you mean? They created this burger just so we could hate the vegetarian less who came with us to Burger King. I don't. I don't. I don't. Well, the thing about that got me with the Impossible Burger is like you know I don't eat that fast food crap like that, but yeah. the. F- the crazy thing about what I thought about that is just like you made a vegetarian burger for Burger King and then you you know that old joke that was just like you know ordering a salad from McDonald's just like asking a prostitute that's like paying a prostitute for a hug it was just like well, what are you doing here man do, do you really like I, I mean do you are you really going to go against meat that much that you still want to go to Burger King and have something different and have no, some fake meat no so, I, 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 don't, I, I don't understand you it you don't want to eat meat you know that it had a face it's gonna look and taste the same, but no face. Is that is that how you get through that one? I don't, uh, know. I don't understand their justice, and you know what? Though? You know what? I, uh, their justification for it. I've always said that I would go vegan. I I thought about going vegan, but that's as far as it got. So it <laughs> sounds good on paper. Yeah, yeah. I love I love chicken. Doesn't even sound good on paper I, at all. I love at all. Hamburger. Uh, yeah, it. It's like for the benefits of it. Nah, but I'm good, man. My sister used to order this veggie sandwich from Subway. I would take a bite of it and I'd be like, why? Wa- Just why? Like, yeah. Why? You know what I mean? There's a reason why rapids, rabbits aren't civilized for the same thing. That's what I'm talking about. What was it again? The Impossible Burger what? The Impossible only takes a little longer to achieve. That's right, because then once you achieve it, something new is impossible. That's just what it is. That's a good one, man. I like that one. All right. You ready to get into this? You know what today of is course. now, right? No, I don't. But did you put on the Foreman Ron Lyle fight? What yes, is this? Yes, I did. Oh, okay. All yes, right, did, all right. Yes, I did, sir. So, May two thousand, May seventh, two thousand five. Mm-hmm. What's that? Fifteen years ago. Okay. Today was Chico Corrales versus Jose Luis Castillo. Ooh. Fifteen years ago today. Is this your favorite fight? Just a coincidence. This is, this is your... my favorite fight of all time. Yeah. 
Like, I see the only thing equivalent to it might be like Frank Dukes versus Chun Li. Uh, see, see that's yeah, that, that's, that's that's defying all odds. Yeah. yeah, and if you guys don't know about uh, Frank Dukes versus Chun Li, I think you should look it up. It should be on YouTube. I know. Yeah. I think they. I think it's based on a. Well, it, it doesn't matter what it's, it's based on. Just, it's, right it's, now. It's, <laughs> you should watch that. You don't know about the Kumite, then I can't. If you know, you know. <laughs> Too bad Brick don't hit back. That's just what that was. Like but that break your friend. <laughs> I mean. Something you we've we've seen Rocky movies and we've seen them fight and you're like that's not possible. Yeah. Then you see a fight like this, you're like, I guess it is possible. Yeah. It, it, re- possible. it really is. Like yeah. they was it, no that was that Tony Weeks or was Tony that Weeks was did, the referee. Tony, Tony Weeks did that. Um, Corrales looked like he was about to get stopped on that one. He. Mm-hmm. They both yeah. exchanged knockdowns. How do you do? And how, and the thing is, with that being a classic fight, like especially in all of our whether you're new or whether you're old listeners, you guys know about the you know about the uh, Chico Corrales versus Castillo fight. You you know about this it's, history. It's probably and, the most know, talked about fight of all time, I think. Probably. Yeah. It's if not, it's up there yeah. between like the Frasers and all yeah. these, but as far as you know but the as a ref, how do you decide when and when not to stop it? This is why I couldn't be a ref because in the middle of the fight I would forget I was refing a fight. Yeah. Like, oh wait. Rounds over? Uh, oh, oh, yeah, split. Right. Yeah. So there's been many times I've watched the fight and I forgot that I'm scoring the fight just because it just became yeah. that good. good. That good. Like, it was... Uh, I remember the 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 first uh, Ward Kovala fight. Mm-hmm. Now, there's more than that, but that one was just like, I didn't know. I, I, I didn't know how to score. Yeah, this magnitude on that fight was crazy. And this is one of those things where it was such a chess match with Kovalev and Ward. But with Chico and, and Jose Luis Castillo was one of these moments when... It was just two men and their will, right? It was. It was if. What is it? Um, Hagler and Hearns went longer. Yeah. If, it, if, yeah, if Hagler and Hearns yeah. went longer rounds, yeah. that's exactly that's what exactly it is. That's exactly what it is. Yep. That's exactly what it is. And coincidentally, they just happen to have Hispanic last names. But nothing bad with the anniversary. Fifteen years from the day. Rest in peace. My man Chico Corrales, Jose Luis Castillo. Hopefully, you officially retired because I think I feel like we saw you box not too long ago, possibly at the Emerald Queen. So, shout out to them and their family. You know, uh, Chico Corrales' wife is is, is the, in charge of the Nevada State Boxing Hall of Fame. Ooh. She she's uh she's the president, I guess, of that one. Ooh. Now, I have something here that I want to get right into that I thought of last week that we didn't get to touch on because we had technical difficulties. But I came about across his name. His name is like Juan Juan Lorenzano. His nickname was Hispanic causing panic. Hispanic causing panic. And my first thought was like that would be a funny name for weed, right? And then I came across some other names, and I was like, wait a second, I might be onto something here. Because can we identify? Can you identify? I'm gonna give you two things. I'm gonna give you one name, and you have to be able to say, is it a boxer, a fighter? Or a strain of weed. Okay. Okay. So I got you. Hispanic causing panic. So and I'm a kid. a boxer. A straight poker face <laughs> with this too, man. All right. Um, first one is Maui Punch. That is a boxer. Weed. Tombstone. That is a weed. Boxer. <laughs> what the heck? That's weed. Owen Heck, baby. That's a boxer also. That, that is the name? That is a boxer. What the heck? Owen, what the heck? Wow. Heck. Was <laughs> All right. Atomic Bull. Boxer. Oliver McCall. Six Heads. 
not one of your weekends. That's uh, that's weed. Boxer Andre Lewis. Touch of sleep. That's a boxer. De- oh, this is a str- I love this name too. His name is Deverell Win- Williamson. Well, since you said his name, Deverell. Yeah, so go. we're gonna say a boxer. Nine pound hammer. The weed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Big Daddy. Boxer. Riddick Bow. Red-headed stranger. Ooh, that's another one of your girlfriends. I'm gonna say weed. Good one. That's a good one there. Okay. Ghost train. Ghost train? We'll say boxer. Weed. Oh. Uncle Creepy. Oh, we're gonna go weed. Ian McCall. Oh god. Worst Ooh, nickname of all time. I was just about to say Poor I was like, Ian. There is nobody possibly get I am losing badly. The on fight this. game was his only option with a nickname like that. Man, I'm terrible at this You can game. either fight professionally or you can fight in prison with a nickname like Uncle Creepy. All right, last one. Super Duper. We're going to go weed. Bobby Cooper. Oh, God. Super I, I Duper to, Bobby I was, Cooper. I was trying to play the numbers. You did a good thing of mixing it up. I was like, all right, man. I, You know, when you don't know, it's like, ah, C. We're, I, haven't, I haven't picked A in a while. so we're well, so. It made me think. How come someone like Mike Tyson, who has a weed farm, why are you not naming these strains after other fighters? Like, like, Ooh, yo, Iron Mike. This is that, that Iron Mike, that, that son. Iron it's Mike. that Iron Mike, Ooh. son. You know what I'm saying? This like, is the greatest. Bro, like, have this yo, the greatest. You see the little red hairs? That's the Hitman. Can, that's that Canelo right there, man. The little hey. red hairs in there. Oof. And that's and that's the, and so when you said that when you said the red hairs, that's exactly what I was like. I was like the little red, the little red hairs and string. That's what I was going off of, man. I, I was like, I was like, hey, man, that's that's that Canelo. That's I'm gonna have to hit them up and say maybe we should rename that redheaded stranger. Like what other other nicknames out there would be? The hawk. The hawk. The hawk. That's a good one. That, that's probably a weed strain already. Mm-hmm. There's some. There's so many good fighter nicknames. Hands of stone. Right there. Hands of stone. That's another good one. It has the word stone right in it. Yeah, Double hand, entendre. Hand stoned. Hand stoned. Something like that. Just or that Roberto Duran. That Roberto. Hey. hey. There's so. There's so. That's the a great. That's a great game. Devil. That's a, that's a great game. Yeah, right? The Pasmanian Devil. I'm going to try and find some more. I'm going to mix it up next time with some uh, UFC fighters or just MMA fighters. Okay. And I think we'll be on to something here. We, we may have to reach out to Mike Tyson and mention this to him because that Iron Mike would be dumb. Iron Mike. Like, yo, that's that Iron Mike right there, son. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's I feel it in my body that it goes to my head. You're done. It's in my body that it goes to my head. It switches back. It yo, mixes it up. It's that one rounder. It's that Iron Mike, man. You know what I'm saying? Don't sleep. You're going to miss the whole pay-per-view. It's <laughs> the whole thing. All right. That's a fun one right there. Yeah, and I dig it. I, I, I actually did this game and survey with so many people, non-boxing fans. Yeah. And so many people... It starts off, I think I had a good tempo with it too, the way it works, starting off with Maui Punch, Tombstone, because then it's like, okay, this should be obvious. We're going to mix it up a little bit. Out of all the people who got the most answers correct, it was my girl, who does nothing about boxing, Filipino and barely a fan of Pacquiao, like, doesn't really like him too much. She's still mad at him for cheating on his girl. <laughs> you know what I'm that, was, that was years ago, baby. They moved on from it. Have you seen his wife's car? Nice. She's cool. You know what I'm saying? She's okay with like, like Kevin Hart's old lady. Yeah, two hundred million. I got two hundred million dollar reasons why she go stay with him. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. You know what I mean? Because now that's half of hers. So, so we'll see what happens there. I think that's very good. Maybe we can find more connections in there because I know, hey, 
Marijuana could be good for CTE, concussions. If anything, it helps you forget you had a concussion. I don't know if it'd do anything to protect it. Now, allow you to relax a little bit. Now, what we got in the background going on here is some more classic fights. We got George Foreman versus Ron Lyle. Mm -hmm. Now, this is one recommended from Uncle Therm. Very classic fight. Yes, it was. Now, for a lot of people that don't know, everybody's very familiar with the rope dope. Muhammad Ali, when he beat, was the scariest and baddest man on the planet at that time was George Foreman. Yeah, because you saw what George Foreman had did to Joe Frazier. And Muhammad Ali had three wars with Joe Frazier. So right. for that, that's the beauty of the Styles make fights things because you got Ali KO George Foreman and George Foreman KO yeah. jo- uh, Frazier. Bad. And then Frazier took Ali, made Ali quit basically just because like he couldn't ta- he couldn't handle this over. I would I, I would even argue that Clubber Lang is a spinoff of George Foreman back then. I would agree with that because he was a man of short words, looked mean. I really had nothing to say. Just came to show it in the right ring. Now we got Foreman on on the canvas getting up. But go ahead, continue. And Ron Lau was this guy who even George Foreman said hit harder than anybody else he has ever faced. Yeah. Never had a title. Contended many fights. Ron Lau put George Foreman down twice in this fight. At and least, that's think, crazy. Yeah. And I wonder how many. Well, he 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 acknowledged the hard hitting, but I wonder how much of that was lost when he fought Ali. When you're the not just the baddest man, but the toughest, the meanest, and most feared man. Yeah. And then he snatches your soul within five or six rounds, like in front of everybody. Like you know what I say about when you got lanky arms and you get punched, it looks bad. Yeah. And that's what they did to Foreman right there. Especially considering well, how many people t- were writing takes, off all of it. It takes um, it takes a lot of the invincibility off when somebody is able to beat you and you have that mistake. Because like a lot of times, that's the thing about Tyson after Bugler Duster. Buster Douglas. The Buster Douglas happened. It takes some of that. Oh, he is beatable. He's not invincible. He's not a machine. And, he's and a man. That what gives people the motivation. It's like okay, maybe he's not so big and bad. That's what I. That's what I yeah. always said. I was just like, whether you play with somebody for the first or the thousandth time, you gotta let them know who you are each yep. and every time. Each you, and every time. Because confidence is like the biggest. Like confidence, it's it's greater than skill. Yes. If somebody, if Agreed. you, if somebody has a belief that somebody can do it, that you can't do it, that's the re- that's the reason why you have idiot savants. Like, how many people currently in office have been faking it till they make it since day one? You think? Look at Donald Trump. He has no exactly. back. Like the thing is, the our president. He had a failed failed business. The United, United States president was so confident with no political background, was just like, you know what, I'm gonna run for president. And that's something you can say, but to actually be over here at in your last <laughs> your it's, last year of your term, it's funny too because like that's what confidence does. This year they've been really pushing hard on this census, on the census. Like they want to know exactly how, who's out there, how many. And uh, I feel like the year before when it was voting time, didn't care as much because they were like these dumb rednecks ain't gonna come out and vote. They won't even know how to get there. They real, all caught the same bus. Real deal would be a good uh, weed name. Oh, that's a great one right there. Real, real deal. Real deal. <clears throat> Sugar mm. Shane. Hey. That's a good one right there. The Pac-Man. One time. Hit it one time. Go on for days with this one. Once, man, come on. Get Tyson okay, on the phone go, right go now. Go ahead, continue. Get Tyson on the phone right now. That's what we're talking about. Now, we were talking about Ron Lyle, George Foreman, classic fight. Mm-hmm. Available anywhere on YouTube. But this was Foreman's last fight before he, I don't know, went, did some soul searching. Fell in love. Because he came back and changed man. Because the only thing we knew about Foreman after this 
was his comeback. He had the grills, big smile, cuddly bear, Still bald fucking. head. And you know what? I think that's the reason why he was successful in his uh, second run because well his, his well his well his fighting style didn't change. Yep. He wasn't he wasn't light on his feet, and that's and that's why I can see why Muhammad Ali was was able to beat him, and then also the reason why Ron Lyle was able to knock him down and then them have a war. He was really flat footed. So yeah. so like especially watching all the documentaries and like the uh Rumble in the Jungle things it's like how Muhammad Ali made fun of him for being, you know, like a mummy. Yeah, yeah. George Foreman was really stiff. He's just yeah. very powerful. Like a mummy. Like he, like like uh, it'd be like that's funny. It's so like funny. he ha- he's kinda like Deontay Wilder yeah. with just a tad bit more more Frankenstein more yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well just well he has a better jab than yeah. Deontay Wilder. Like he uses it more. But just relied on a lot of his power, like just like some of these hooks. Look how these long. dudes are just muscular and just dropping bombs. Like yeah. now, picture Andrew Ruiz and uh, my man who just lost Kanowski. Like yeah. now, that's your well, I guess South American and European heavyweights who probably shouldn't be heavyweights, but either can't get to a lower weight or just decided it's easier to stay here. Now you have these two specimen. One is a has an Olympic pedigree. The other one, just a cold, hard, tough dude, Ron Lyle. Look, can you look at Ron Lyle for me? Look at his record, because I would like to know where this man is from. Because these, this is the lost time in the, in the heavyweight division. These are the kind of fights, and these are the kind of fighters that made Tyson so compelling. Even what make Deontay Wilder so compelling, or even even Tyson Fury, as far as why we have to watch him. So his uh, residence is Denver, Ohio. From uh, Denver, Ohio. Yeah, I mean Denver, Colorado. Okay. His birthplace was Dayton, Ohio. But um, forty three and seven with thirty one knockouts. Ooh. Okay. 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 Not bad. Not bad. No titles in there. But Ron Lau, shout out to you. Thank you for the classic fight and helping George Foreman. Get in the Hall so of Fame. I'm gonna go over some of my man's losses. Uh, Jerry Corey uh, got Muhammad Ali, Foreman. Let me see. Who is this? I'm trying to get. I think his last. Jerry, Jerry Cooney. Which one was his last fight? Was that Jerry Corey? No, nah, that was uh, his last fight. Was uh, some dude with some dude with a five and seventeen record who he KO'd. Before that was a title shot? What was his last title shot before he retired? It should be 1983-ish, 1980-ish. Maybe the 79. I don't see it on here for actual. Let me see. Yeah, it's just, I only know this from a story from my pops. Oh, snap. I don't know that, but I see that in uh, 1980, <laughs> he fought at the University of Puget Sound in Tacoma. Wow. Yeah. So this is where careers go, huh? Yeah. <laughs> it went all 10 rounds, but... Um, what are you going to do? There you go. Here, hold what on. What are you going to do? George Foreman knocked out Ron Lyle. Hmm. I think... Since since we got time for these classics, uh, George Foreman that was his last fight in '76. That was his last time he fought for a title. That was for the NABF heavyweight. Not even a world title, U.S. title. Yeah. I think uh, a name that gets. And been, this was the and this was the fight of the year. 
uh, a name that gets brought up a lot recently because uh, the man just got out of prison is Ike Iabuche. Um, I'm only going to say the name because I think we might have to look up some of this fight for next week just because people are asking me about it and I don't know too much. We got to do, re- do research. All I know is just the general story of what has happened and what he could be and what he left on the table, possibly $20 million. Now, two other classic fights... We mentioned one last week was uh, Mike Michael Carbajal versus Humberto Gonzalez. We watched that one here. Seven rounds of nonstop action. I think there was five knockdowns between each. Carbajal, the little hands of stone, came out victorious. Michael Carbajal was the first 110-pounder to ever make a million dollars. And that, that was a fight of the year. Like, the first ever to make a million dollars. American-born from Phoenix, Arizona. Rocking the mullet. Now, today, if you saw a Mexican with the mullet... He's probably Sicario. Yes. Gotta be, right? <laughs> Gotta be. If you see that, you're like, like hey, I don't want no problems. I don't want no problems 110 you, pounds or yeah. 210 Whatever. Pounds. You've seen nah, some things. I don't, want no, I don't want no problems. You still got friends with that? I don't know. I don't know. But that helped inspire the, the fight we watched before that, though. Because I think there's a strong debate. I think, that, I think it's very clear that Julio Cesar Chavez is not the greatest Mexican fighter. After seeing the skills of someone, because we watched Salvador Sanchez versus Wilfred Gomez. Yep. Now I've had the Wilfredo honor. Benitez. Wilfredo, I'm sorry. No, it was Wilfredo. Benitez. It was Wilfredo Gomez because he was undefeated. Look it up. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um. Yep. Now right. I've had the honor to be able to watch Chavez Senior and Canelo, but Salvador Sanchez is the dude that everybody talks about the greatest Mexican fighter of mm-hmm. all time. Now. I don't think he has the resume. His life was kind of cut short. I'm not even sure how he died. I don't want to say something too racist. But too racist. Nah, most this has got to be something dumb like uh, Salvador. Salvador Sanchez. I want to say it's going to be something like a disease or car or motorcycle accident because he has some money. Not going to be drugs and alcohol. Or because he's trying to live in his dad's shadow. But Salvador Sanchez, the last official Mexican to have an afro. Is, is that right? Is that is that on record as you know? That? On, it, it, record here. It's on record here. I put it on record. Salvador Sanchez. Now, Julio Cesar Chavez. I, I'm that, not, I can't. Died in, a, died in a car accident as he was training for a fight. What kind of car was he driving? I'm he sure. was driving a Porsche 928 sports car. <sighs> Throwing out like James Dean. Huh? Jimmy Dean right there. He's like, what car did James Dean get? I want the same one. Now, and it's it's one of those things. Sam Kittison went out that way, James Dean. It's my man from uh, Fast and the Furious, even though he wasn't driving. Uh, you know, uh, what's, what's Paul Walker. Paul Walker. So you see that a lot with celebrities and some money, but Salvador Sanchez was cut, life cut short. Now Julio Cesar Chavez, you can't question or you can't question his heart and will, right? Nope. But you can question who he fought. You sure can. I think you fought some of the same people. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, he's had some favored decisions because I feel like he yes, when he, he gets when he gets in against the top opposition, things kind of change. First fight with Belgian Taylor. Um, Pernell Whitaker. But he's like 
the only Mexican fighter that Mexicans today acknowledge as like their favorite fighter. Yeah. And it's like every time it's I bring a, it's a nostalgia thing. It's kind of like how we're seeing this Michael Jordan documentary is bringing back the oh man, he was the greatest and stuff like that. And but everybody so, knows Jordan's greatness because they might be rocking the shoes. Yeah. But but then also it's a cultural thing too because like it's not like it's not like. Mexicans have like a great basketball player they look to or an American football yeah. player that they look to so it's like it, it was one thing it's just like when we always talk about on the show like how when you're the heavyweight boxing champion you are single handedly the baddest man in the world and so for that weight division to prove it yeah for that weight division more than a mug the, the, the Oscar De La Hoya's the Canelo Alvarez's the you know Julio Cesar Chavez's seniors those are the staple and the pinnacle of that Mexican heritage. And it's funny too because like you could we could be at the Emerald Queen watching fights and we have like Mexican fans in front of us like, mm-hmm. oh you guys like boxing? Nah, not really. Yeah. You know, uh, Julio Cesar Chavez, love him. You know what I'm saying? And then you got to mention like, you know Canelo, right? They're like, yeah, we know Canelo. We know. Yeah, well, we know. no, they they're they're excited about him, but it's just but it's it's a cultural it's definitely a cultural thing because it's like I have a lot of Filipino friends. They're not boxing fans. But, but they'll get Pacquiao, together for a Pacquiao fight. For a Pacquiao fight, yes. We may have to do an experiment and see if Mexicans get together for a Canelo fight. I would say yes. They, have, they, they would have to, yeah. You would think they should, right? I, I, I get together for a Canelo right? fight. I'm black. Well, I mean, we're fight fans. I mean, yeah. really. We're, we're <laughs> but pretty who, soon but, if they don't bring back sports, we will watch chickens fight. You know what? Actually, I'm going. I told myself as soon as this is over, I'm going to Virginia, man. I might catch a dog fight. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Just joking. Just Welcome joking. Welcome to the Vic International. Uh, <laughs> it's going to start here in Virginia. We may finish this season off in Canada because it's across the border, and then we'll be coming back over to make sure they hey, lose our set. I saw something the other day. One of my uh, one of my cousins put up from VA. It was like, look, I'm from the seven five seven, where Allen Iverson. And Mike Vick slander will not be tolerated. And that is the dead ass truth. It's just like, hey, 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 hey. I, it's like, I, I scroll past anything that anybody has to say bad about, you know, Mike Vick or anything like that. I'm like, hey, anything listen, no slander will be tolerated. I don't care. Nope. Change the game. You, you take him away from history. You have no Russell Wilson. You have no Lamar hey. Jackson. You have no Deshaun Watson. You have no... You have. I mean, you have, Rand- you have Randall Cunningham, but you're talking about somebody who... Randall was like, here a little bit first who... They didn't know could run until he had to run because he was a, still a kind of pocket passer too. Hey, UNLV also from UNLV there. The so, Rebels. so now Salvador Sanchez. When was the last time you seen a fighter of Mexican heritage box and brawl as his style of boxing? Miguel Cotto. But he's Puerto. Oh, you said Mexican heritage. Mexican heritage. Okay. I guess Puerto Ricans have always. I was just about there's to always been a lot of slick boxing in Puerto Rico. But Mexicans have always the Mexican standoff that that off, the top, off the top of my head. Yeah. Uh, Margarito, yeah. Cheeto, yeah. he he kind of had that. He looked, a little reminds bit, me of a grimy looking Shang Tsung. But, but his power was always there, and and for one thing that that really took away from that Salvador Sanchez fight against Wilfredo Gomez is that he never stopped bouncing. No, through everything, always kept. Even when he had to brawl, he fought it out, but always went back to his game plan and kept bouncing, jabbing, boxing. And that's why I say I usually, nine times out of ten, I usually go with the boxer. As long as you can stay boxing, you're always, you always have a chance. But couldn't keep that discipline on the road. I shouldn't have went there, but I did. You. I'm horrible. You're I'm a so terrible sorry. human being. It was a Porsche. This is why I don't own a Porsche, because I'd probably go out the same way. Mushed. 
That's just what it is. So classic fights. Any classic fights you think we should watch for next week, next episode? So we watched that. Um, the one of the things. So I mean, we just went over the uh, Foreman Ron Lyle. Um, I told you about how I watched. After watching that, I went to watch the Ali versus Ron Lyle because uh, just of how much George Foreman had trouble with him mm-hmm. and how how George Foreman barely beat him, even though it was a KO. How Ali knocked him out and then just made it look easier because he tried to rope a dope him and couldn't. But he ended up just using the superior boxing, boxing skills, uh, boxing skills to get him. So that was another one that you could always look into. Um, trying to think here, what's a good, what's a good classic era that you can still watch? That's not going to be too faded on the screen. There, one, you know what? Whose his birthday just passed? Who's? Iran Barkley. He is the uncle of uh, my man Barkley, uh, Saquon Barkley, okay. Giants. Um, one of the greatest fights that's most memorable fights for me was Iran Barkley versus Roberto Duran. Okay. It was a fight of the year candidate, 12 rounds, went the whole distance, and it was a non. It was just like the Corrales Castillo type if fight. If you go and you got to think of some of these things, like when you go 12 rounds with Roberto Duran, it has to be a good fight. Yeah. Ha- like you can only run for so long, in which you um, of course didn't, but you can only do so much when you're in the when you're in the ring with somebody for that long who's who has the name of Hands of Stone. Don't catch up with you eventually. Just like Triple G. He's going to catch up with you eventually. And yeah. then how are you going to handle it? That's just what it is. Uh, Vinny Pazienza said that Roberto Duran was the hardest puncher he ever faced. And he jokes to say he faced it when he was 80 years old. He was close. To, he was well <laughs> over 40 when he fought him. But he always jokes to say he was 80 years old. And that's for classic boxing. It's the best thing to kind of watch and be able to see what sports was once was in this non- Plandemic world that we got turned into living. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of these things where if 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 it's not assimilation, it's turning into one. But we see, we'll see how it goes because who's going to be correct first, the Simpsons or idiocracy? I don't know. I think they're both hand in hand and intertwined with the way the history is. I, think I wonder if Matt Groening had anything to do with the idiocracy. Probably did. Because, I mean, the president's there. He's just not buffing black. But we're already there. We're already there. Now. Full presidential pardon. Now, Daniel Jacobs mentioned Caleb's plant's name. And when I got clickbaited into the article, it was basically saying, it just said, Caleb Plant's the weakest one. Right? And after reading the article, Daniel Jacobs just broke down. He said, hey, they're all great champions. But I think out of all of them, Caleb Plant would be the the weaker, the you know the the weakest one out of all. I'm not saying that he's a weak fighter, but he thinks he would be able to beat him the easiest out of the rest. And this is including someone like what? Who's the, uh, the David Benavidez in there, right? Mm-hmm. So Caleb Plant probably just only saw the headline. Responds back to Daniel J- Jacobs is not an A-class fighter. There's an argument for that also, because in those A-class moments. I think Kid Chocolate was the only one he really won. Yeah. Soundly, and that's really it. Because he shouldn't have had a rematch from Sergio Mora, really. But the first one was just so wild and exciting, they made it happen. Easy work. Take your uh, take your biased opinion out of it and try to be as impartial. Caleb Plant versus Peter Quill and Kid Chocolate. Oh, well, Caleb Plant will knock him out in the first round, that's for sure. But he'll definitely work him and probably have him out within 10 rounds. You think so? I think so. Easy. Okay. Easy work. Easy work, Kid So we always, talk, we always talk about how Daniel Jacobs does fight to the level of opposition. I 
I was upset about how he fought Canelo, but was I upset that he lost? No. I could he have uh, could he fought Triple G a little bit better? Possibly, but I understand him losing to these fighters. So it's not like it's not like he's losing 50-50 fights. We have the opposition. We had Canelo winning. We but we were making a case for Daniel Jacobs. But we had Canelo winning. We had Triple G winning, and that's just because of the style of fight. He thought he get out box Canelo, which was a bad game plan. The Triple G one, I thought they had the right game plan. Just there's an argument he won the fight also if it was for a knockdown. But now let's look at it like this also. How would Caleb Plant do against the likes of a Triple G? I think I think Triple G I think Triple G beats him. Gets to gets he to him gets, eventually, gets, right? Yeah, he gets to him eventually. And because, that's today. Yeah, because we've seen we've seen it before. Um, here, hold on. Let me go to Caleb Plant first. Because he's he's still a very young fighter. Yeah, he not is. much professional experience. Really hasn't faced too he's much top gr- opposition. Gr- yeah, that's what it is. And then so, but he needs to beat a David Benavides to really. But make me believe it outside of my family. It was a unanimous decision when he uh, fought and beat Uskatagi. Who's got the weed? But in the second half of that fight, Jose Uskatagi started, started, getting, started to getting to him, yeah. to him. And then Triple G's a way better boxer than him. Yeah. So going on the same lines, my boy uh, Jermaine. Shout out to my boy Jermaine. Jermaine. Epic Still waiting for that record deal? Yeah. So he... Um, he trains at uh, he boxes. Oh yeah, he's been sending me random things oh, on my like Instagram. Yeah, yeah, he's been that. Yeah, mm-hmm. so I told him, I told him that if Daniel Drake Jacobs and um, if Daniel Jacobs and Gabe Rosado actually do fight, I think we should go to that. I think we, Hell I think yeah. that'll be the one. You know, uh, yeah, we I gotta think, root think, for. Ga- well, we're think, gonna root for Gabe Rosado in Philly, of course, if that's where they're fighting. Yeah, so we'll, we'll do that. Just we'll do that as regardless, but you know, just because we'll probably get to hang with him a little bit after the fight. Hey, love Gene Creed. Hey, I, not a bad Italian. I, I was. I want to be a liar, but I'm just. Uh, well, I'll, I'll cheer for him. I'll go for him out of out of that in spirit. But it's crazy because this is one of those. This is one of, one of those things where I don't think he beats him. I don't think he beats him. Oh no, 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 not at all. But this is one of these moments where I would be glad to have you, because I don't want to get too comfortable and start telling him how he should have handled his career. And I can see myself doing exactly that. that yeah, in, exactly in, that. And it's not. And it's not out of a disrespect. But just like, so, hey, champ, if I was your manager, there's yeah. one. Th- there's one thing that Stan Van Gundy, the old coach of the Orlando Magic, said, and I use to this day. It's easy to coach the fight after it's over. It's easy to coach the game after it's over. Yeah. So you, you should have done this. You should have that. But at that time and moment, you know, ne- you never know. Yeah, and it, yeah, especially if you're only coaching and not actually in the ring. But I've always been a Gabe Rosado fan. Tough as yeah. tough oh, as nails, oh. dude. There always is guaranteed like, a good shot. Times he's lost, or how, no matter how bad he's lost, we've always respected him because of the Ray warrior resume. he is. Because of the warrior he is, we just like the Zab Judas or whatever. Yeah. We never slander the people who ever, go out there and ever. try to fight the top opposition. And, and when we talk about a fighter's resume, we don't we're not necessarily looking at the wins and losses. It's about the opposition you face and how well you handled it. Now, if Gabe Rosado faced all the top opposition, was knocked out in the first round by all of them, it'd be a different conversation, different level of, uh, I guess, we, we would hold him definitely on a lower level, especially. Like, I wouldn't even give him a chance with Dan Jacobs if he lost quickly to all those fighters. Yeah. But he was the first one that Triple G really beat up. That was like his second fight in the U.S. Actually, so the big, it was at the beginning of the big drama show. You think? Yeah, that was the very beginning. That's when everybody knew Triple G was for give real. The people, what they want? Because he first he beat this dude Prosca, this Polish guy, knocked him out face first. But when he beat Gabe Rosado, 
it was one of those moments when everybody just looked at each other. Oh, he's here. He's here now. He's arrived. He's real, and he's here now. Now, my favorite subject, of course, has always been racism, usually, because okay. it's the funniest. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> well, we're talking about Devin Haney and his racist tweet. Um, I don't know if it's a racist tweet. It is because he wrote it down and said it out. But I feel like if he would have told it to me, I would have been offended. Okay. Does that make sense at all? Okay. It's like I always had a saying, if you can't say it, you can't type it type thing. Ever told you about my idea about it's going to be coming soon, the ethnic keyboard? So pretty soon when you buy your smartphone, it's going to make sure it's going to ask you your age, race, and everything. And, you know, if you're some crazy trucker and you want to type in the N-word, you get to that first letter and then all of a sudden it pops up. Sorry. In a paperclip? You're going to have the paperclip pop up? You can't type in this word because yeah. it's not ethically proper. But the same thing with you. If you're feeling sick, hey babe, I want some soup and crackers. Wait, I want some soup and so souping some saltines, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so it works both ways with that one there. And what did he say? What did he say? Oh, no, now, no, okay. I, and, I think he's and, just regurgitating and, Bernard Hawkins. Now really. listen, as as this happened a few weeks ago, you guys, yeah, I want you to bear with us. It's whether we get to record or not, so of course we're not gonna be on here. So if you heard this, sit down and shut up and just hear our take on it. Yep. Go ahead, continue. I think he's just regurgitating Bernard Hopkins who said the same thing about Kelly Path, like I'll never let a white boy beat me. Okay. After he beat Kelly Pavlik, I believe he lost to my man from Wales, uh, Kawasaki. But the yeah, argument could be he's Welsh, not white, right? Now, also, Devin Haney said the exact same thing, except he tweeted it out, so now it's it's documented for the, the world to see. The internet has you. Right? And also, Bernard Hopkins went to prison. There's a part of his life where he had to live and kind of talk that way, I assume. I'm only going to assume, Right? If prison is anything like the show Oz. And uh, he, he did beat Kelly Patman, but. So. Devin Haney issued a big apology, too. Like, I think he recorded it on video and tweeted it out. All right, that's too much. Now, how do you feel about Larry Bird saying the same thing? Oh, he went up on my rankings. He said, Larry uh, yeah. Bird. Instant respect. The greatest white basketball player of all time. I don't care who you, yeah. who would you say. He is the greatest white guy of all time. And top basketball players, period, of all time, regardless of what race said, it's disrespectful for you to put a white guy, a white boy on me. Out of his old mat, what are you doing putting a white guy on me? Are you guys crazy? Talk about shock value of the era. Right? Hey, hey. But that has to say something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That has to say something. Now, boxing's a little different. Because well, me as being a black male, mm-hmm. you know, we dominate most sports. We do, like not even be, not not even being sarcastic. We dominate most sports. Boxing, you know, outside of like like hockey and soccer, boxing has to be like the thing that's probably the most equal to every culture. Yes, and it's always a level playing field. Yeah, as far as we know, and. You can always tell how well a culture is doing based on the world champions. If they have a lot of world champions, their country's probably effed up. <laughs> they probably got some things going on back there that they want to escape, and they had to fight their way out. For example, we got Kazakhstan. I don't hear anybody about dropping, stopping by there for vacations. <laughs> Didn't know it was a country till I heard of Triple G. You know I still don't think it's a real country. I still think that's where Borat's from, and I still haven't looked it up. I still call it the Soviet Union, and they've been disbanded for years as far as I know. So, who else is out there at the top of the game right now? We have, what, 
Azerto was up there. First job he wanted would wanted to be a hitman for the cartel. Feels a little bit what his culture is going on there. Well, we have uh, Lomachenko's on top. Who else is on top? Pinello, of course, and then. No, I mean, we're kind of getting away from it, but we're talking about like what Devin Haney and, and, and I mean, well, for a thing with Devin Haney, this is the same dude who was seen sitting on the Lambo in the Ferrari. Yeah. Most likely, well, Cardi B probably effed him. I don't think it was the other way around was on that it, one. It, uh, I think that, that wasn't Cardi B, was it? Was yeah, it, it was, was Cardi that? B, not Nikki, on that one. I'm pretty I sure. Can't tell them apart. Well, it, it, no, it was, I thought it was China. Black China. Wow. I can't tell them apart either. I can picture all of their booties and they look the same though. But it whichever would, one of it was, so would, <laughs> I can see how you know confidence is up in this young man. How is he barely? Is he 21 yet? I think he is 21. 21 yet, so around, I can understand how something like that could come out, but also I don't know what the context was leading up to it. But you shouldn't don't tweet it out there, even on the even with the video. What, what was that? What was that white dude who used, used to be in the NFL? Made a comment about the security guard, the receiver for the Eagles. Oh, uh, Riley Cooper, Riley Cooper. That's one of those things. Riley Cooper would probably get murdered if he actually typed and tweeted it out, right? But the video leaked, and he was able to find a common ground with sports amongst his coworkers. This is why um, I've actually said it on this show. This is why I'm a big fan of uh, have violence be the answer to a lot of things because, like, it's. I'm tired of people getting away with, hey, I said this. Okay, I'm issuing an apology, so that should be good enough. No, that's how you really felt. No, that's how you really now, felt. Now, if you was allowed to get punched in your mouth with no repercussions, the world would be actually, the thing is, the world would be more peaceful. Yeah. I guarantee you. Yes. A lot of people will be more timid and be like, you know It'd what? It'd be a less murderous version of the purge. You know what I'm saying? Like, you say it, guess what? Yeah. We can let you choose who punches you in the mouth. Or you can not see it coming at all. Mm-hmm. And we'll make sure we don't have Ron Lau punch you. We'll have me punch you if you're bigger. Just to make sure you know, at least. I told you, like, it's being a bouncer. The only people I've ever had a problem with is people who can't fight. Yeah. I the can pe- see that. People who, can, people who can fight are always subtle. Um, it's, like, it's just like, you know, besides the trouble with alcohol or whatever, you don't hear about too many actual fighters really, like, for fighting to be a professional career, you don't hear about, like, granted, you know, it's a felony, yeah. but... Any kind hear... of fighting training. They'll always try to keep calm. You don't want these problems. It's cool. Step away. But then when you get too close, if they stop talking, they're probably going to swing on you. That's just what it is. Now, for Devin Haney, young brother making young man mistakes, this is not nearly as offensive, I think, as people made it out to be to make him issue kind of this apology and stuff. Because now I feel like that opens a door for like, well now, where's his reparation apologies or whatever. Now one thing that it did do was grab the attention more of De La Hoya, because now Ryan Garcia's name gets mentioned. He might have even called Ryan Garcia white boy. There's an argument for that, because it kind of is actually. (laughs) He just happens to have a Spanish last name, right? Because I don't know any Mexican's name Ryan. I don't even know what the Mexican version of that name would be. I'm not going to put an L in front of it. I have no yeah, idea. See? Exactly my point. Now, De La Hoya gave Garcia the green light to fight Devin Haney, which I hope they make happen, considering that if there's any time to remind you that time is limited, 
it's right now, and let's make these fight happen, even if it's just for me and you. Hell, you know what? We'll go and cheer like a. This actually, we're we're five months into the year. We may be in for like a big second half of the year in boxing. I hope so. I hope so. I'm glad because you, you, had, because you don't have the money coming in like you used to, or like you usually do, and people are getting antsy. A lot of people are ready to fight. So that thing that I sent you uh, talking about Shakur Stevenson and all these guys, mm-hmm. you know, getting ready to, you know, for fights coming up as soon as this, these uh, sanctions get lifted, it's people got to get paid. People have a life and an earning. They're not essentially employees. Hey, speaking of got to get paid, rumor has it Ruslan Provodikov is trying to come back at the end of the year. Ooh. So I believe with him, I don't think it's a money thing with him. I think it's just that itch did not go away and needs to fight something. Yeah. Because this is a man who lived off the land. Didn't see an automobile till he was 12. So I don't think it's money for a guy like that. I hope not anyways. So we'll see if he comes back. The only problem with Provodnikov is that the blueprint is right there already. And it's about survi- out surviving him. Because then if you do... It's stick and move. Stick and move easy all fight. night. Now, as you know, there's a lot of boner picks on the internet. And there's a boner update. So first, I, I saw some fake news out there about Mayweather coming out of retirement, possibly to face Adrian Boner. Yeah, which and would be actually be a good money grab. It would be a great money grab because it'd be the first time two people would buy a pay-per-view to see two people they hate. Now, Mayweather's matured a lot since he's retired, so I don't think he would be the same villain because he wasn't like that same persona when he fought Berto in his last fight, right? Oh. Now, Boner apparently has been getting hit up a lot, I think just from the public, about him fighting Manny Pacquiao. Like, not, it was Manny Pacquiao again. Um, it, it was Manny Pacquiao, and I want to say Keith Thurman. And he said, $10 million. You got to give him $10 million for it, right? That's his asking price. $10 million. And I'm like, dang, bro. Times ain't good for you right now, I think. Yeah. He went from about billions, eating out strippers, sliding into 16-year-old DMs, Randomly knocking out tourists on the strip also. This is a bad formula and sign from my man Boner. I, I feel like I, I thought I would be more happy to watch this fall. Now it's just sad? Now it's like I'm more worried about what I'm going to talk about next. Because oh, everybody remembers their first Boner, that's for sure. I'm not going to even comment on this because, like, I'm tired of talking about the redundancy of him and his antics. I need more boxing out of him. I need more boxing out of him. I need more boxing out of him or a boxing decision on what you're going to do. So we've we've had this kind of we've had this moment, not like this and this bad, to where the boxing world has been at a standstill, and we're just waiting for things to happen. So it is a rumor until it's guilty and proven innocent. And even without the quarantine, there's been many moments we've had these shows where boxing's at a standstill. No negotiations are moving. No fights scheduled. Similar to now, except they've had to reschedule fights. So speaking of fights that would be going on right now, uh, see, this weekend would have been Jose Ramirez Ramirez versus Victor Pulso would have been this Saturday, actually. Uh, April 25th, I should have been in Vegas to watch my man, the monster, fighting. Uh, Josh Taylor was supposed to defend his title last week. Don't 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 say your man, the monster. Don't, don't call because I had to fight you to get him into the pound for pound top ten. So stop claiming. You him. said he's in the pound for pound top ten. He, oh, <laughs> don't piss me off. I'll walk off this set right now, man. And don't even edit you this show. Save I'll, it I'll, I'll, I'll walk off. I won't know what to do if you do something like that. Now, <laughs> I'm like, you fix it. Since we were on the subject of tweeting, also Leo Santa Cruz tweets out that he's 
100% fighting Gervonta Davis at the end of the year. Gervonta Davis' response was, I will see you then. That's as blatant and obvious as it gets, right? So we have Leo Santa Cruz moving up in weight. Yes. Fighting a harder hitter than Carl Frampton. Yes, and Leo Santa Cruz's punches and bunches. That's what it is. Yeah. He's never faced anybody who hits this hard. Not at all. And is Javante Davis going to be able to hit him hard enough to make him stop throwing those punches? That's going to be, I, I guess, the biggest fight, question. It's going to be. It's. It, I. This is to me is more predicated on Javante Davis, kind of like how Adrian Broner yeah. is, than more Leo Santa Cruz. I think whatever shape and how much Javante Davis wants it is going to dictate the outcome of this fight. Well, I, I believe that fight alone, if, if made this year, will dictate determine the rest of Javante Davis's career, even yeah. because that could be that Medina loss that takes a piece of you mm-hmm. because. Everybody told you how dope you were. Nobody told him when you got in the ring with you. That's one of those things where if you're going to be known as a trash talker, make sure you learn some of the other language so you can trash talk them too. You know? Yeah. Just to make it an even playing field. Now, Tyson Fury came out and said something that I do love. He said that he will not fight Deontay Wilder with no crowd. Will not do it. Okay, understandable. I like that because he's a showman. One of the reasons why I love Tyson Fury. And I think Deontay Wilder wants the same because their fight you can... Want that, you want that big stage. This you third that, fight can't be as big as it is big without stage. It. It's, um, one of, You know how there's some movies that aren't... They're not great, but you love them? Mm-hmm. You know one of mine one of mine is? Never Back Down. Oh, yeah. Never Back oh, Down. Oh, yeah. I love that if movie. If it's on, if you it's watch on, it. I watch it. Yes. And one of my yes. favorites, the villain, the guy on there, you know he's actually from Auburn, Washington? Ha! Huh. Yes, he is from Auburn, Washington. Yes. So, one of the things, when he beats him up in the bathroom, when the villain beats him up in the bathroom, he was like, why should I beat your ass here when there's nobody to see you lose? That's so dope. He said, That's a cold he's a, line. He's, he's, he's That's like, look, so man, cold. I'm here for the crowd, baby. And one of the things, one of the quotes from that movie I always say, and nobody understands where it's from, is like in the beginning where he first fights him in his, mm-hmm. in his house, you got to give the people what they want. Mm-hmm. And I'm I, I'm a fan of that. Yeah. That that's you got to give the people what they want. And that was a movie too where they were looking for the right time to put that title in the movie. And when they found it, they found it. Yeah. That's for sure. That they thought of the they definitely thought of the title before they wrote the movie. Yeah. But those are the movies for guys who like movies. That's for sure. And I think we have one last thing here we're gonna talk about is gonna be how to impress the father. What does this mean? Alright, so I came across I came across this and I thought it was uh I thought it was hilarious. Because then it, it, it proposed a couple of questions for me. How far you will go to get a girl? And what have you done to get a girl? No comments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm not I'm not even asking you. This is rhetorical. I know. And um, so this comes from Julio Cesar Chavez, senior. Okay. Okay. So, he says it in Spanish, but this is the trans this is the translation for it. If you want to marry my daughter, you have to take a hook to the liver without folding. That is the test. And here, let me give you a picture of his daughter. Not bad looking. I'll take the left. (laughs) Let's see what we can do. I'll take the left. Listen, listen. No, but this is without folding. Not just taking the left. You can't can't buckle up 
you can't fold over, you can't drop to your knees. Because if you say, here, let me take this shot to the liver, and you fold, they're, they're, you remember that scene in Napoleon Dynamite where they were trying to test how strong the bulls are, and he runs over the bull, and it pops, and he just drives off? Yeah, it's over after that. There's, not, there's nothing else to discuss after that. So you take you take that left, and today's age, even in my best shape. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because like, I think back when I was younger <laughs> in martial arts, when I would test to get to the next level of belt, the instructor would kick me in the stomach. I was a solid 16 year old though, with yeah. muscular build, yeah. without working out. And this is from push ups and just training. Yeah. And then it hurt. And I'm pretty sure they held back a little bit because you, they had to. you can't be you kicking can't, no you 16 year old. You can't just kick a person just and be like, hey, yo, let's see if you can take this. Because I'm even, in shape. Even if you're giving me the next level belt, kick that 16 year old in front of the cops. See what happens. Yeah. <laughs> see what happens. So for him to. <laughs> wow. She must, she must die a virgin. Right? She's probably a lesbian. Something. Who is going to. Because then if it, what if it is a woman? Do you punch the woman they want? Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty. I'm, it's the well in Mexico they probably let that one slide. We'll see. We'll see. He, he must have only one daughter, right? He's got to have probably. only probably only one daughter because that's the only thing that justifies that statement. Hey, what does that say about your son? He's just like, no, not for my son. I wouldn't trust him to do it. He can't close. No, no, no. for me. No, don't worry. He's not going to throw the punch and don't punch him, please, God darn it, because then he might fold. That's insane. I wonder how many people have took the offer. Well, if he's putting that out now, and that's pretty recently, obviously they gotta be lining been, up. No, well, nobody's been able to get it, so they might, probably are lining up. But they, you know, depending, you know, if they're in Mexico and everybody over there is five seven, one hundred and forty pounds, you know, that's a lot. Puncher never loses his punch. Even even a seventy five year old Chavez Junior, I'll probably flinch. I would want to. I would want to do it just cause. Yeah, just yeah. safe. Got punched by a legend, yeah, boxing like, legend, boxing Mexican legend. Got punched. You know, I, you know, I sparred a little bit with Chavez I'd be like, Senior. I'd be like, and if I last, I'm like, all right, I really didn't want her, but I'll be in and out. So I just, I just hopefully that just gives me a. Uh, how do you say that in Spanish, please? Like, I, yeah, no, I took his best punch. I took yep. his best punch at 75, but I took his best punch. I took his best punch. That's what it is. Talk about Corton. That needs to be added to a movie next time they make another kind of boxing movie. Which I don't think will happen for a while since Creed was so great. Make sure you hit us up on Facebook.com forward slash Squared Circle 101. Or hit us up on Instagram at Squared Circle 101. Or talk a little smack to us on Twitter at Talk is Smack 101. How we winning, man? I'm just saying. Hold on, man. You just came uh, out of nowhere. Hold on. Hold on. And, hold on. and for people listening like Ashburn, Virginia, Mountain View, if you come across any boxing nicknames you think that would be a great strain of weed... Or a great strain of weed name that would be a great boxing nickname. Like, how is Nine Pound Hammer not a porn star? <laughs> how is that possible? How did you come up with that weed name? The impossible only takes a little, little longer to achieve. Yeah, they weren't high when they said that statement, that's for sure. All right, I'm out, man. Cheers.